The four of them come into the final furlong. Mandaloon fighting for the front. Medina Spirit battles on. Hot Rod Charlie on the outside. Essential quality on the far outside. The four of them coming to the finish in the Kentucky Derby. Here's the wire. Bob Baffert does it again. Medina Spirit has won the these two racing dudes named Aaron and Jared who had to buy some racing and they wanted to share it. Started a website where players go to see all their picks. The goal was make the fans some money and to cut down the risk. They put the plan into motion and at first it seemed silly. Make a website where the expert picks are freer than Willie. From a racetrack veteran to just a beginner. There's one place that you want to go to find you a winner. As a matter of fact, I want to hit the exacta. There's only one site that you'll keep coming back to. So next time that the horses all line up at the post, make sure you use the website that'll win you the most. Whether Churchill, Oakland, Gulfstream Parks, and Matoga, and all tracks in between, there's only one side to go to. When it comes to your racing needs and all of your bets, plus it's got a catchy name that no one ever forgets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com, as good as it gets. What is up, everybody? We are live in Louisville. Uh, you know, Medina Spirit, you saw right there. Medina Spirit wins. For Bob Baffert, wins the Kentucky Derby. What's up, everybody? How you guys feeling after uh, Kentucky Derby 147? It's it's fun. It was fun to be back at the track at a full kind of capacity. It felt like a full capacity anyway. Uh, yeah, it was great. I feel great about uh, everything. And uh Listen, that was a hell of a race and a hell of a day of racing, right? Oh, dude. I mean, we were obviously there, and it did feel like – I mean, yeah, it wasn't full, full, but it had the same feels. I mean, people were – you know, when they came out, when they when they walked the horses over, it was – you kind of got the feeling mm-hmm. uh, that you used to get. And the, the crowd, of course, erupts when they sing the national anthem and, you know, you know, call the post and all that stuff. And so it really felt like being back at the track and, you know yep. – Everyone was pumped, and we saw some great racing today. We did. My goodness. The Derby, I'm sure we'll get all into that, that the uh, old, uh, old Forester turf. Holy shit. That was a great race. Uh, Baffert with a with a turf monster. What? That was huge. Jackie's Warrior runs a big race today. Yeah, all around is fantastic. So we got uh, boy Ricky, Ryan, and Vinny on with us. What's up, boys? It's, uh, it's definitely worth coming on this late to talk about what we saw, right? You, you, got, you, got, you got four people on the East Coast, Ryan on the West Coast, but it was completely worth um, just staying in all day, right, and watching the action start to finish. One of the biggest things that we kind of look for when we plan this out it, from January 1st on is what do what are we going to see on the first Saturday in May? Um, we saw a pretty magical ride that we're going to get into um, and now we said the turf race, right? You guys talked about it on Blinkers Off. I know the Magic Mike group talked about it. Aaron and I talked about it. That turf race will probably go down as one of the best turf races in the history of horse racing. And we just can't wait. We can't put it together right now. But in a few years, we'll be talking about this race for a long time. Um, and it's going to go down in the history book. So I'm interested to see what you guys thought of it. Ryan, what do you think of the day? I mean, I know you've got some uh, hot takes, and you know you can get to those when you uh, when you feel like it. But what do you think of the day overall, watching it uh, out there in California? You know what? This was one of the best days of racing I've ever seen. Like seriously, like 
top to bottom. That was a fun card. No, no breakdowns, nothing crazy or controversial. And I thought racing showed itself well on the big stage with all the eyes on it. I just want to shout out a few people, though, that literally are my hero today. I got to give a shout out to Kendrick Carmouche. I think he honestly, they did a great job. You guys probably didn't all see the NBC sports or NBC broadcast, but man, they did a great job. And and he, he just acquitted himself well. And he's a great ambassador for the sport. And I, I, I can't speak highly enough for him, but also one person probably that honestly gets overlooked a lot, but deserves a lot of credit today is mattress Mac. And here's why <laughs> this guy brought in so much money so much money and we want people like him whether you hate him and you're like he's an idiot he spent it <laughs> if you're better you got better prices on the horses he's great for the game and we should support people like mattress mac who come in here and bet and and spend their money in this thing so shout out to him he represents racing from top to bottom everything's a run happy presented by so why not <laughs> so why not be the guy who basically puts two point whatever amount of millions of dollars in and get a shout out on national TV and, and become a talking point for it. So shout out. I'm done. Shout out to racing. What a day. <laughs> well, I mean, it is cool because not, I mean, the reason he put all that money on there was because he's trying to like kind of cover himself on the, the promotions he runs at his, at his furniture stores, mm -hmm. which of course is promoting racing. You know, if, if, if this horse wins the Derby, you get this free or whatever the percentage and so it's cool. I guess he's getting he's in, getting all these people to watch horse racing who mm -hmm. com are coming in to buy furniture or buy mattresses. So yeah, I mean, I agree. I think you know whether you thought it was stupid or awesome or whatever. Like uh, yeah, I think it was a cool thing and it got people a lot of people talking. Like this dude's putting two million on this horse. Like that's crazy. <laughs> Benny, what do you think? Yeah, that was it. Was a fun day. I, every race had every race when they turned for home was a little bit suspenseful. I think besides a couple of the undercard races, every. I mean, even Gamin. I mean, there was a moment in the stretch where you thought Sconson was going to run right by Gamin. It was, it was a fun. It was a fun day. It was a very fun day of racing. I mean, dude, we we. I mean, yeah, I think everyone in the world had Gamin, but it's like there was a second where you're like, uh, and you kind of said, uh oh. Yeah, I thought she might get beat. But yeah, she, I mean, she definitely didn't bring her A game today, but she just won on class. I mean, she just Ooh. yeah, she's just all <laughs> she's just unbelievable. But yeah, um, yeah, I mean, she just. The first it all day it was it was I mean gosh it was it felt like our horse yesterday was a, was kind of a struggle uh we could we felt like we never yesterday was one of those days where you just like you feel like the race was halfway done you're like well that's not gonna be that's not happening you yeah. know it's just like you couldn't even get into it but today yeah all our horses were running maybe we didn't hit every single bet but you felt like every single time they turned for home you had a shot yep. and and of course we hit some stuff too that really made the day huge so yep. Um, it made for a fun day of racing on top of obviously um, the big performances we saw. So let's just get right into it. So I, obviously the Derby, we'll talk, we'll just get right in the Derby and we can talk on the you know, undercard stuff if you guys want to. But I mean, we, no, no, no real surprise. I mean, okay. So let's, let's start it off with Medina spirit goes to the front. No big surprise. What was a surprise was rock your world got rocked didn't break well, got shuffled back, and really never was in the race again. So Medina Spirit's on the lead. So, you know, it, no one's surprised really that he was on the lead, but everyone kind of thought he might have a little more pressure than he did, and he just kind of cruised along there. And John, John, Johnny just gave him a ride, and, and it never – I mean, they never moved uh, really from the time they hit the top of the stretch. Those top four really – 
stayed in the same order. Yeah, a couple of key factors happened. Number one, Medina Spirit does get the the perfect trip there as far as what he needed to do and what he wanted to do. That was huge. Um, you know, and, and like I said, with Rock Your World was the other key thing. A really big key, uh, you know, essential quality. You knew he was going to get a wide trip from the 14 hole. He absolutely got it. He was just too wide the whole race, and he just couldn't make up the ground. He was out of gas in that whole stretch. He fought, he tried, but he couldn't get the job done. I, I think watching the replay back now that we have five, six times, how does Mandaloon not win this race? I, I am just baffled how that horse is even. It looks like it looks like he's going to go right by. It looks like he may have. I mean, it's probably optical illusion, but he looked like he was in front at one point. I, I don't know how he didn't win the race. I mean, he he jumped up and ran a huge race. I, I, the whole stretch, I thought Mandaloon was going to win the Derby. Well, really, the whole stretch he thought was Mandaloon. He's like, well, here comes Hot Rod, and then like, oh, well, Essential's gonna—he's just gonna grind him down. Just kept feeling that, but yet none of the none of those horses—they wouldn't pass. Uh, yeah. Ricky, one like watching on the on TV on NBC, was it did it have that same impression to you? Like, do you think that this these horses are about to, or you know, you know, Medina Spirit's about to get swallowed up here? I, Aaron, and I talk about pace pressure all the time, and just because you're going, for example, like twenty three and two. And you might be comfortable. There's a difference when you're comfortable and you might be going a little slower with horses right to your outside. And that's why I looked at Medina Spirit and I was like, he's going to get run down. You forget about the fractions. Sometimes that's not entirely relevant. Um, the, the biggest point, I guess you guys touched on a lot of different sectors, right? So I'll break one sector down um, and it's rock your world. I'll let everyone else get into whatever they want to. Um, I was very hesitant on using him because of the rider switch. Um, I don't know if that made a difference or not, but just from the start, it, I never got the impression Joel Rosario was sending him to the front. Now, it, we didn't get that. We didn't get to see that materialize. If you're Joel Rosario, who clearly likes to come from behind, he's, that's where he's most comfortable, that's not good enough. I didn't see, I, I am not blaming him. He probably wouldn't have mattered who was riding him, that's pretty disappointing. Um, that's for a horse that a lot of people, myself included, I think Ryan included, put him on top. That was one of the worst Kentucky Derby rides on a legitimate contender that I've ever seen. Now, granted, he was pinched. I saw no effort to get him into a prime position, and he finished 17th because there were 19 horses. Mm -hmm. That was my biggest takeaway, and a lot of people told me, well, Rock Your World isn't any good. How about the fact that the fact he didn't even get a chance? I, I think it was one of the worst rides I've ever seen from Joel Rosario. And it would probably go down. If you asked him, I, I don't know if this came out. If you asked him, I'm pretty sure he would tell you he never gave his horse a chance to win. That was my biggest takeaway. So, yes, all the credit to Medina Spirit. Uh, ran a great race. Bob Baffert is pretty much on an island alone. <laughs> I think with his seventh. And Johnny Velasquez is still a top five rider. He kind of reminded us, but if you put your money, any significant money on rock your world and, and you needed a multi-race wager or a win bet or, or something, and that's the performance you got, I have to look at the jockey and, and Joel's one of the best in the game, but that was one of the worst rides ever I, I've ever seen. So that, that's kind of where I am. And I would love to have rock your world back in another spot. Cause I do think he's extremely talented. 
Let's kick it to Ryan too, because you mentioned him and he he picked Rock Your World. So Ryan, I, I want to get your Rock Your uh, World thoughts because everybody knows you were pretty high on him. Well, first of all, I'm going to take nothing away from Medina's spirit. He won, and it's, and you know one thing I like about a horse like this, like Jared, if I'm correct in saying this, you become a fan of the horse that like come out there and catch me if you can. Speed, like wait, yeah. right? I'm, he's not that type, for my opinion. He's another type, which I, I think if you're a fan of the game, you love too, which is like, I'm not letting you pass. You're going to have to kill me. If you give me the lead, I, I might not be as good as you, but I will die before I let you. And he did that today is what I kind of saw with what happened with Mandaloon there. So credit to him. You know, I picked Rock Your World uh, part partly because I gave Medina so much credit. I actually thought he was a great horse in the sense of that he might not have the, the price tag on it, but he showed when he was so close to life is good that he's not a joke. And he kept showing because California had such strong uh, horses mm-hmm. over there that like what he did with Hot Rod Charlie or and um, Roman Centurion, whatever you think of him, but he still showed it. So it's so frustrating when you kind of feel like, wow, if he could do that to Medina's spirit, I think I have the horse who can win in the Derby. And it's hard to really just blame a bad trip when a horse ran as well as Medina did today. But if I have any solace in it, I do think, you know, when I watched the race, it, it, I literally, it's on tape for my wife filming it. I said, we're done. The minute that broke, <laughs> I just knew there's nothing you can really do because he had to run this sort of a race where he got to the front or near it when you're far back. And plus, I just, from what I saw, it's like, look like Joel was like whipping him or trying to get him to go a little bit early from what I saw when I saw it on TV and HD after that, I just was sick. Didn't want to look at it too much. His <laughs> trip, I looked at the other horses trips. Uh, look, you know, the best horse won under these circumstances. What I can say is this. I don't even know what you do with Rocky World going forward. You know, Sattler's kind of a conservative trainer. I don't know if he'll bring him back. And if he does, does he just leave him on the turf? So I don't even know if I'll ever get to look like I'm not completely stupid. I mean, he beat the horse who won the Derby. Give me a chance. And I don't know if he comes out of this okay because the Derby is a rodeo show and he did take a pretty rough, you know, ride around the track. What I'd like to know from you guys is moving forward for the rest of the year, if you could have one horse out of this Kentucky Derby for the rest of the year, not the Triple Crown, who would you want? Ah, boy. Because I tell you who I think has a strong case, if you guys want to hear my take. I think essential quality does have a strong case based on one thing. You know, he ran a good race in defeat. That's not like Aaron said, you know, you can't go wide. You can't do this. But it's not like I, I don't think any of these horses were so astronomically good where they could have gotten his trip too and overcame it. You know what I mean? I think he's just yeah. he's what he is. So if he gets a little bit better of a trip, maybe he's in there more. You know, I don't know if he wins. I don't know. But I, I give him that. And yes, I, I, you guys all did get to see. <laughs> you guys all did get to see me talk about helium, and thank goodness Aaron put me in my place and gave me the smackdown because boy, oh boy, was that a bad call. So, <laughs> so. He ran, I actually think helium ran well considering he came off a layoff and came from Tampa. Yeah, uh, I would. I honestly, I am hoping they wheel him back into the Belmont. I hope they skip the Preakness and go to the Belmont with him because his trip in the Derby was kind of similar to what Destin did. And Destin ran, Destin ran okay in the Derby, and he came back, and he nearly upset the Belmont. Yep. Like, his trip was not – he was much closer than I think – he was much closer early than I think everybody thought he was going to be. He put himself right there, and he – I mean, he tired. The first race off the layoff, going a mile and a quarter, chasing a, you know, chasing a, a horse that went gate the wire. Yep. No, shame in, no shame in that. I think he's – I don't know how good he would be going forward, but I'm interested in him next time out, no matter where the spot is. Well, I want to give a quick shout out to 
Aaron Halterman for, I don't know how he did this. He <laughs> said, keep, just keep an eye on keep me in mind. I was like, dude, I'm done with this horse. <laughs> and I saw, and, and every step, you know, you're watching those front four, right, Jared? And, and you guys mm-hmm. are there and, and you kind of see a wall of horses, a wall of four that you kind of know at the top of the stretch. And then you rewatch the, you, you watch the replay again and you're going through the charts and you're like, maybe keep me in mind isn't as bad as I thought because for a long time, right. We, we thought keep me in mind was like a, a decent horse. And then he came back this year and he was my goodness. He couldn't beat a standing tree. <laughs> and, and after that initial four, <laughs> like he was, he was dreadful. He was completely dreadful. And you kind of look back and you're like, how did this horse be? And where we can, and I'm looking at the chart now, how did he beat uh, no agenda? How did he beat highly motivated? How, how did he beat rock your world? Like, Maybe this horse isn't as bad. And what I'm saying is this is a horse that I think can actually have some upside. And on his best day, maybe he can compete. So to Ryan's point, if he were to get into like a Jim Dandy where it's like a lower, I'm not saying the distance, don't think about distance, just like a lower group. I'm not so sure I wouldn't take him because I look at, a, a race that might be longer. Like for example, I was watching the trails end today at, at Oaklawn. <laughs> this horse looks like he wants to run in something like that. Like seriously, <laughs> like this horse just, he doesn't even realize that he's supposed to run until they've already run three quarters of a mile. Right. That's what I'm saying. Right. So he, yeah, he passed like tired horses, but like, what if he's running a mile and a half? I'm not yeah. saying he should be in the Belmont, but like, can he, get third or fourth in a race like that i don't think it's impossible so for a long shot i i wouldn't i wouldn't mind no no i he he didn't get that from i I just want to bring this comment up he didn't bring it up get it from john white because he said this before he talked to john white Aaron, remember we talked about it we did our draft and i was i remember you saying i'll take keep me mine i was like that's a free pick for me (laughs) who won the draft oh i uh, medina he Aaron did. He I didn't. He traded me Medina. Oh man, he <laughs> traded Ouch. Um to to Ryan's question, Mandaloon is who I want moving forward. And here's why. He showed today that he is a really good horse, yeah. like we thought. And now You've got a, you've got a horse. He looks really really good. You know here we can draw a line through whatever the hell happened to Louisiana. He's the one I want moving forward. And I think I think if Medina Spirit faces any kind of of pressure or or, or, or stubs his toe at all, Mandaloon is the Derby winner. I thought he was the best horse in the race today, other than the winner. Uh, I, after looking at it several times, Mandaloon ran a fantastic race, and he looks like he's got a lot of ability. It's funny, before the Louisiana Derby, I remember on the live stream, I think it was on the live stream, you were doing picks, and I was like, I'm picking Mandaloon. I was like, I think he might be the best Brad Cox three-year-old. And you all are like, what the, you know, what are you, you're crazy. And then he runs out like, well, I was wrong, okay? But maybe he turns out to, he, like the later half of this year, maybe he turns out to be a pretty good, I'd be the best three-year-old for Brad Cox. You know, he's kind of, he's kind of just, he looked good. Like, and he's kind of lightly raced. He's got great. I think, we, I think we all at the top, at least I did at the top of stretch. You're like, son of a bitch. Yeah. He's going to win. It's like, like everyone kind of wanted to pick him. You're like, well, you know, you can see how you can make excuses. Yeah. If he runs well in Louisiana Derby, he's like a top two or three choice in the race. 
Yeah, and then he, he and it looks like he's gonna be, he's gonna win. He did. Yeah, I, I I want him going forward. Uh, the essential quality thing. Ah, man, I he he was he ran a pretty darn good race today. I don't want to take anything away from him. For, for the trip that he had, and we've talked about this so many times, right, guys? These guys are these horses aren't good enough to overcome bad trips, and so he kind of did what he could do with what he was dealt. I, I wouldn't mind having him going forward, but Mandaloon's the one I like best out of the well, race. Well, real quick, Jared, if you, I, I I'm not pushing back on the Mandaloon. Like I'm not pushing back on Mandaloon at all. I thought he ran a good race, but we're looking at. What well, I don't know what the official chart was like a length between him and essential quality. Essential yeah. quality, I don't I don't know how many extra feet he ran. I don't have a track as report. I have yeah, I'm I sure have it's that. a lot. I yeah. actually have that. Yeah, um, Vinny, do you mind go ahead. telling yeah, give us me what one it is? second? Yep. So for the top four, Amanda Loon ran 16 more feet than Medina Spirit. Hot Rod Charlie ran 23 more feet than Medina Spirit. Essential Quality ran 68 more feet than wow. Medina Spirit. Wow. <laughs> okay, so so that that furthers my point. Well, I'll, hey, Ricky, after that, I'll I'll agree with you. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, I mean, forget about the Trackus report, uh, the Trackus, uh, that information that Vinny just gave us, which is great. I'm happy he did. You, we didn't really – that kind of just – gives you factual evidence if you watch that race there is no way that anyone can make the case that essential quality is not the most talented horse in that race for him to run a legitimate like that's uh, jared i'm not disagreeing but it's like when we look at the brad cox horses it's i don't even think it's close even though one finished second and one finished fourth. like i think he's a legitimate five lengths better than him if they're no, getting I, I agree that he was the best race best cox horse in the race today by far i'm just saying from a second half of the year it seems like perhaps maybe mandaloon like kind of starts to pick it up whereas central quality you know you never know how that t- tough early campaign and fades uh i want to ask uh about rock, the rocker world i want to be you know beat that too much but it's like we watched that a lot um in the press room we were watching it after the race of course it's like on a as Ryan, as Ryan's well familiar with, they they play the race on a race. <laughs> over <laughs> and over and over. Get up, eight. Get up, eight. <laughs> we, we won so many times with that eight after the race, and uh, and we so we watched it every single time, and it just, I mean, yeah, there's no way you can, no way around it. He got, I mean, it was not a good situation for him out of the gate, but a couple horses didn't run well out of the gate, even at such a qualities one, and. They still try. I mean, Midnight Bourbon didn't get a great start, mm-hmm. and he ran on. I mean, he tried like, like Rock Your World didn't start great, but he was just done. Like it was a pathetic performance, even after the break. And it's just like maybe, and maybe the Santana Derby was kind of fluky. Like, is he like he just got, has to get down the lead, and then no, I mean, no one could catch him. Like. It seems like if he was a good horse, he would have at least ran on, unless there was some issue with today. I go no, go ahead, Benny. I so I I have the replay up on mute on my other screen, and it looks like he had the bad start, and Rosario tried to go like eight wide with him before, like to try to get over more before that first turn, and he ended up getting caught about five or six wide into that first turn, and realized he lost so much ground, and then he ducked in, and that was it. He, uh, I, I think Rosario either, it looked like he didn't have his mind made up if he wanted to just keep gunning it towards the lead or if he needed to save the ground by the time he hit that first turn. 
because at one point before the first turn, he is about a length behind, length or so behind where essential quality is. And looks like he tried to follow that move and then they hit the turn and he pulls him in. And that was, that was it where essential quality was able to sit four wide on the turn. He wasn't able to. The, the, the sports analogy I give uh, rock your world is, you know, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. Right. Well, unfortunately yeah. rock your world got punched in the face before the race started. Now, granted, maybe he was never going to recover. We always talk about jockeys. Like sometimes you just kind of take the race and, and then you, if, if it doesn't break your way early on, you, you formulate a plan as it goes along. Maybe he was never going to get it done, but whatever Joel Rosario did, it seemed like everything was wrong. He beat <laughs> two horses, dude. Like if he was on this live stream, I would literally say, dude, that was the worst ride I've ever seen. Like Aaron and I talk about it all the time. Like you, that's you, great because we have Joel Rosario coming. <laughs> I would tell him I would have a one-on-one with him and ask him what he was doing. You can't. You can't. Like, how could you, like, no joke, how could you be nine to two and beat two horses? Like, that's not acceptable. And, and I, I know we talked about it all the time, right? Where it's like, it's easy to play devil's advocate and you can go back to the chart and say, well, he broke poorly and, and John Sadler made the wrong decision. Aaron, I, I, ta- I told Aaron this on when we did a live stream. I said, John Sadler is going to look like the biggest hero and the smartest man in the world, or he's going to be wearing yoke on his face. This is what happens when you make a and in it could have been a different situation, right? With previous rider and, and Rispoli does, and it's similar, right? And we're not having the conversation, but you can't yeah. beat two horses. You can't. That is literally the most unacceptable ride I've ever seen. And if I own this horse, I'm looking at Sadler and Rosario and saying, How did this how did we let this happen? Yeah. Like at least Bourbonic, if you watch Kendrick Carmouche and Ryan talked about it, Kendrick Carmouche starts from the 20 and says the other 18 or from the 19 post. You other 18 can go. I'll just tuck right down to the rail. Burbonic finished better. (laughs) (laughs) Burbonic shouldn't even have been in the race. (laughs) I'm sorry. Like, I don't mean to like keep going on about Joel Rosario, but that could have been the worst Kentucky Derby ride on a contender I've ever seen. Honestly, I think it's, I think it's good commentary though. Honestly, Ricky, I I don't necessarily disagree. I, you know, I do agree with Jared to some extent. It's like, if the horse was gonna fire today you'd think you would have seen a little bit of something at some point like I said he finished 17th you think he maybe he finishes 11th and we go well at least he passed a few like it was just awful it, it, and listen i think you said it best you the plan you always have a good plan until you get punched in the face and 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 you know it's like oh this brilliant thing turf and now we're gonna have one dirt race and then go to the kentucky derby it may have worked for the San Diego Derby case, but in this case, yep. it was a disaster today. Total disaster. Can I just say a few things, too? Totally unrelated almost to this. One thing <laughs> is, I think that this year, the draw was more important than ever because one thing I learned coming yep. out of this was you couldn't spot this field. No one had the talent to spot this field that much. Yep. So you, like, Do you know what I mean? If you switch some of these around, like say Medina got the fifteen. And he has to gun it. Maybe he doesn't get there. Maybe I'm just saying, if you ran this race and configured it differently, I don't promise you you get the same result. Like if you put Justify in the 20 or the one, you actually might get this result. For American, well, what, Aaron, what, go ahead, hey, Ryan, real quick, just to for, uh, confirm your point, kind of look at seven, eight, and nine. Those were your one or your, you know, your, your eight, seven, nine is how it came in. So the perfect post positions got there. 
Go ahead. The, no, that's a, and that's so I, it's confirmed. I think Ricky's making some great points about the rides. I, I can't argue if that's, you know, that's one way to definitely look at it. Another thing that we have to take in mind is something Jared said, which is, oh, so now we're tossing out the Apollo curse. And I, when I did, when I, as, as a historian, right. and I said, well, I'm going with Rocky World, who beat Medina Spirit. But there is a reason that if you didn't start at two, this can happen to you here. It's a foundation, right? Mm-hmm. And and we can't discount. You have to be so special. And one thing that affected Rock Your World, I think, too, it's not even that he didn't start at two. It's that he started at three two times on the turf in, in a thing, you know? So mm-hmm. not only when he gets a bad start in and in perhaps a, a bad ride, then you're getting kickback. Then you're getting a rodeo of 20. It's like there's just so much more you have to. You have to be yeah. a super horse to do it in this era is what we're seeing most likely. And maybe that'll change yep. again. Well, maybe that, that will change. Point. That's a good point, Ryan, because you know that he, he experienced kickback for the first time. Yeah. You know, he didn't have that at Santina Derby. So he 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 no no better way to throw you in the fire than just like go let's get kickback in the Kentucky Derby, you know, the very back of the pack. He just like and maybe he just hated that. He's like, no, fuck this. Yeah. Like take me back to San Anita. So um <laughs> there's, there's one thing I want to add. Go ahead. No, there's one thing I want to add. We we uh myself. Aaron, Jared, Mike Somich, and the magic was in the background. We did the uh, live post draw, right? And the first thing I said, we're announcing, I forgot who the first horse was, uh, whoever it was, it's irrelevant. And I said, why don't we have the draw where wherever you finish, you pick your post position. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Aaron, and the only reason I bring that up, and Aaron was like, well, that's not how we do it here. Uh, you know, we're just going to pick randomly. And I said, that's admirable. But then I remember Jared saying, well, there's a reason that we kind of have this campaign, right? Like a central quality should pick where he gets to go. How different would this race have been to uh, Ryan's point where Rocky World is sitting eight or Rocky World is sitting nine, whatever they pick, or seven, whatever they felt? To This is a completely different result. Like I know that's not the way it went, and that's revisionist history, but to, I, have a, I still have a strong belief that if Rocky World gets a, that Medina Spirit post or – a mandaloon post or a hot rod charlie post i still think hot um rocky world is getting to the like getting to the winner circle i still believe that this ride or this race does to me does not take anything away like i listened to ryan stillman go on and on about this horse and i was ready to ride the horse like that's how <laughs> passionate he was and yeah. i was everything he's saying makes sense now granted it didn't work out that way and you know that going in but today really cemented to me that my theory which i'm not the only one on i've I heard that multiple times before I, I would love to see that transition and and the historians would not be okay with it i'm sick and tired of horses getting trips like this or rides like this or whatever when i think they're more talented and this is i we can go through multiple examples of it, it it's really really frustrating and it, yes a better knows that going in but um it doesn't take anything away from medina spare but rocky world had zero chance from that put, point. Put, uh, put Vicky's comment up there, Jared, if you would. Uh, you know, Vicky make good chimes into the comment. Knowing Medina Spirit hasn't allowed horses to pass them, isn't it surprising? No one really sent. Yes, but another thing is, two of the main speed horses, Midnight Bourbon and Rock Your World, didn't get out of the gate and didn't get positioned. So he kind of got lucky, 
you yeah. know, I mean, that that okay. Here's two main speeds. And like we talked about earlier, like Hot Rod doesn't have that possess that kind of speed to run with that horse. Yeah, it, it, his his numbers on time form were just a little below Medina Spirit, so that I wasn't really shocked that really Soup and Sandwich was the only one. Once those other two didn't break, that could kind of go with him, and it, he so he kind of got lucky in a way there that 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 some of the speed didn't break, and you know. <laughs> Soup and sandwich. I mean, that's not- <laughs> he, got, he got rough. He got he was sitting good. He got he got checked by Mandaloon when Mandaloon moved out and then he quit. He just yeah. quit. He did he quit. quit. He yeah. Quit. But I mean he I mean he eased. I actually didn't even think he finished, but they he eased him across the wire. But mm-hmm. I mean he went from second to he went from second to last in a blink of an eye. Yeah. But and- I mean the other thing is with the speed on your point with the speed, Vicky, that like nobody pressed him. Once he made the lead, if the instructions were to to stalk, nobody's going to jeopardize the like a second place finish in the Kentucky Derby. They're yeah. like paycheck. They're just going to hope that you know they'll hope they'll hope uh, Medina Spirit comes back to them and they'll make a run. And if it's good enough, okay. But nobody's going to in a race like this. You're not going to see like oh the other speed didn't go. Let me go and compromise my plan just so this horse doesn't win. Yeah, you don't I see totally that agree. that much anymore. The other yep. point, totally I think, agree. I think Randy Moss made this point, and I, it's not Kentucky Derby. I think it's really anything. When when you talk about it, if you, if for example Medina Spirit is six to five, someone is going to press that horse because they're not just going to let that horse get away. But when you look at the odds, and the other riders are like, "Yeah, we're, we can let this horse go," and we'll just like change speed, kind of. Yep. Yeah, exactly. yeah, and and. and whether a rider thought it was cheap speed or not, I don't know. No, I don't right. think anyone knows. But that was a fair point. I, I really agree. I usually try to listen without sound, but I listen <laughs> to sound. And that was one heck of a point, right? Because if that's, for example, if that's Rock Your World, no one is letting that horse just sit there. It's just not happening. Yep. But because it was Medina Spirit, I don't know how many riders we can look back at it. We could say a Florent Giroux, Flavian Pratt. Uh, Saez really didn't have a choice. I mean, Saez was four wide. There wasn't anything Saez could really do. But the other two, they probably said, fine, we'll let them have it. And we'll just move this along. We'll simulate the race. And at the top of the stretch, if we're good enough, we're good enough. So I, I think that was a really fair point. Because when you have a horse that's those odds, you just kind of think they're going to wilter the stretch. And that's probably what happened. And, and it didn't. But that's what they probably thought. Hey Ryan, um, I need I need I need your professional assistance, okay, for a second. Because let me let me let me tell you, okay. So we we got hot at the track. I mean, we we killed it at the end of this day. We were hitting everything. We made a ton of money in the guide. Yep. Uh, we hit the lit, the pick four that went into the Derby. We had we had Medina and our tickets. A lot of good things, and like I I was like bummed after the race. Like as a historian, Baffert's won what seven, right? Seven, seven derbies. If it was the exact same feeling I had at the Breeders' Cup, you know, we had a great Breeders' Cup going into Classic. He goes and wins with Authentic, and you're just like, oh, okay, he does. It's just like I'm just I I like I, I, Paul was like, why are you so down? I'm like, <laughs> we hit everything. You're like, I just am sick of this. Like it just. But what do we do at this point other than just? Like we literally were like in the press room. There's like I wrote interviews going around. You know, we're we were on XM. The guys over here doing this, and it's like 
this guy was like about to start crying talking about me no no like the guy over to our no no not this guy (laughs) crying about how great bob baffert is and i'm just like Good lord. And Halterman literally is like, all right, I'm done. I'm out of here. No, I left. Now, <laughs> yeah, the guy like, said, I'm getting emotional thinking about how great he is, and I said, done. No, I'm done. Yeah, I'm, I said, I'm out of here. I'm getting the fuck like, out of here. I'm done. It, it's just getting so fucking old that, but yeah. help me. Like, help me see it in the light, or maybe say, Jared, you're right. Like, I need something. Well, well, I think if you hate Bob Baffert, this certainly wasn't a race that would make you happy. <laughs> Him breaking the record. But I will say one of two things that is pretty amazing about this. One is this. When you consider the Kentucky Derby, and you're, let's say you could have a horse to win it, who are you going to send it to? If you could pick one trade, you'd send it to Bob Baffert, right? If you didn't yeah. know, it, like you're just like, hey, who can get me the Derby win? Him. So he gets the most like likely horses to win. But yet, the only horse he got there was probably the cheapest horse on the planet, comparatively, that made the Derby field, just about, when he originally sold for 1000 So yep. what what what's really cool about this is it gives hope that, like, for the basically the amount of money that most people spend on, like, a, I don't know, a Tinder Plus subscription over a year, <laughs> you could have won the Kentucky Derby this year. That's one. The other part about it is, you know, if you don't like Baffert, Brad Cox... What he did in his very first derby start is astounding. Think about this, guys. Brad Cox never had a horse in the Kentucky Derby before and finished second and fourth. He had an undefeated Breeders' Cup juvenile champion. This guy, he could be the next big. That's not that bad of a start. You got to remember when Baffert almost won the derby by a nose with, with a horse that was a cheap horse back in 1996. He came back and won the next year with Silver Charm. So my point is, Jared, if you're not looking for it and you hate him, Maybe Brad Cox is the next big thing because, you know, he did a heck of a training job. Mandaloon, people left him for dead, and he just about won the biggest race on the planet today. And it's such a quality, maybe with a better trip does. So I can't make you happy about Baffert because nothing would, let's be honest. But if you like Brad Cox, guys, what do you guys think about him being the next guy to win a bunch of Kentucky Derbies? He certainly acquitted himself just fine by me today. Yeah, I thought I thought he definitely, and he's got to be a little sick tonight, knowing that uh, Baffert's like eighth best three year old came in here and beat him. I mean, and I think that's what people really, uh, you for sure, Jared, but <laughs> but other people, it's like this was like his sixth best horse. Like he he got he got just just some trash breeding, you know, or tr- trashly bred horse. And he's won the Derby. And like you said, it's like so many people are going for this and they're putting everything they've got into it. And then this guy just shows up with this and wins. I mean, it, it is crazy. But, you know, it's not like the horse has has been bad. First or second in all of his starts, um, his losses have come to life as good. And then the rock your world, whatever you want to call that last time out. It's not like he loses to bad horses, you know. So he's better than he's been better than I think what anybody really gave him a lot of credit for. Um, but yeah, it's, it's baffling that he can, he could come in here and win this race with a horse like this. It is like Bill Belichick, right? Like if you hate the Patriots, when they win a Super Bowl, you're like, I hate him. I hate this franchise. So Jared, unfortunately I can't give you something good, but to be fair, like what he just did is amazing. It is like a lot like that. You know I mean? The only difference is like, well, at least that I know that Belichick isn't like injecting Brady with something or wasn't, but uh, you know, similar as in that they win all the time and everyone likes to hate them. Um, but no, I mean, it was, it's, you, you got the thing. The one thing I can say, and we talked about this on the, on the ride here or on the ride to, to Louisville a couple of days ago, when we were talking about Medina and using him, it's like, you know, the one thing about Baffert, it's like, 
like him, hate him, love him, whatever. Think he's cheating. Think he's not. Whatever. Like he, like there is a science to get horses to the Kentucky Derby. Like yeah. you're saying, and he has mastered it. Like he'll get horses. Like if you have a horse, give it to him. He'll get them in the Kentucky Derby, and and look what he did. I mean, he freaking won the thing with the horse. So, uh, I mean, it, it just it's just it, it, I don't know. I guess I just you just gotta bet him like I, bet him and just be like, yep. Yeah, I, I mean. It is what it I, is. I right? guess I guess I'm used to it by now because I was I didn't bother me at all. <laughs> no, I got good. He got another one. That's great. <laughs> I, mean, no, I, I, I mean, I hate to say it. There's really no signs, guys, that he if you don't like Baffert, I mean, he's he's gonna win another one. I mean, he gets all the horses. <laughs> like that that's the bad news if you hate Baffert, because they're just gonna keep sending him like who after today is like, well, that's the last time I send that guy a horse. He's probably gonna get like 80 more. Well, the, so, I think there's too much. There's two points I want to bring up when when we talk about sports. I'll bring it to Baffert first. When we bring it, when we talk about sports, right? It's everyone wants the California is really in a circuit on of its own. Mm-hmm. On the East Coast, you have Louisiana, you have Kentucky, you have New York, and you have Florida. Think of what you want about New York, but it still exists. The circuit still exists. If you're on the West Coast, where else are you? Who else are you giving your horse to? So he essentially, this is what people don't realize. I'm not saying you guys, this is what people don't think about. If you split the country down the Mississippi river, if you're, if the horse has any talent at all, he's going to one guy as opposed to, Oh, I could send him to Asmussen or I could send him to Pletcher or I could send him to Chad Brown, or I could send him to pick anyone you want on the East coast or East of the Louisiana East. That's point one point two this kind of had that Mahomes Brady effect. Like you're just gonna have to wait it out. And this is not a shot at Barrett. You're just gonna have to wait it out, dude. Like unfortunately, like this is where we are. And, and Baffert, we've talked about it all the time. Baffert really knows how to get his horses ready for this race. Whether they start as a two-year-old or whether they start as a three-year-old, whether they have two starts or three starts or they have five starts, he understands on the first Saturday in May better than anyone. The first Saturday in May. I need to have this horse ready. But to Ryan's point, he's getting – Pletcher, I think, has the most actual horses in the Derby. But how many – does he get a chance to even look at his yearling saying, eh, I can't do anything with this. Eh, I'll take this one. It's pretty easy when you're the number one guy in California, and that's the biggest circuit, and there's really no one else to compete with. So I'd be willing to say if you put Pletcher in that situation, he probably would be doing the same thing. So I, don't, I think it's time and place and location in this situation i mean can i make a point too yeah go ahead Rick. Or, uh, so so i mean like i feel like everybody's bummed because it was medina spirit i mean if if this was like if life is good has gotten there life is good had a massive fan base you know we, we all figured he was the best boy like it was either him or essential quality were the top two and after his last race it was like all right life is good like he's the goods yeah. then it was concert tour I mean, the world was on concert tour. Like, everybody was ready to ride him into the Derby winner circle. And then he loses. So then it's Medina Spirit. And it's like, okay, well, he's probably not as good as these two. I can beat it. Like, this is not the Baffert that's, that should win the Derby. So I feel like that's the other reason people are bummed. It's like, well, Baffert had these two monsters, and he was supposed to have triple tap on the on the in the race yeah. after the Derby tonight <laughs> that many people are saying – is the best three-year-old in training. So it's like, 
here you have three Baffert horses that people have are absolutely in love with. And then it's kind of like when Mucho Gusto won the, like won the Pegasus or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like, like his, his fifth horse. And it's like, he wins. And it's just like, really? Like that's the horse that beat, like that's the horse that beats me out of his barn. And like, I feel like that's why people are upset. Not so much that it's, I know there's people who just hate Bob Baffert, but like, especially just like as a handicapper, it's like, well, he had two horses that were like a must use if they make it into the Derby. And you have this one that is like on the fence and you're like, Oh really? He beat like, he beat, like he goes gate to wire on me where the other, two were, like, I mean, like, that I might mean, be exact in, reaction. I think most people had, you know, like you stop in con, like if concert tour does that, like the work, like everyone's like, Oh yeah. We knew, like we knew like life is good. Like, Oh yeah. He's been the good since the beginning. And Medina spirit doesn't, it's like, Oh, like, Baffert's Baffert's blocker just just won the derby. Like I don't know. Like I like to be completely honest with you, I would be surprised. Like I would not be surprised if he never wins another Grade One. There, flat out. No, the the other. It's a fair point, right? Totally because that was great. Uh, a great inside video. Like I think that's spot on. Yeah. Well, how about like we make the point? I, I told Aaron when we we were doing uh, one of the Rocket Hours, and we were talking about Pletcher and I, maybe it was the Florida Derby, whatever it was. And and I was like, I'm not giving like Todd Pletcher credit for getting four horses there when he had 30 of them. Like the, I'm, I'm not going to do that. And, and that's why I'm not giving like to Vinny's point, right. If it's concert tour or if it's life is good, then I think a lot of people would say, all right, well, he had the best horse and he did well. Like Pletcher had four horses. None of them like really had a chance, but he's going to go down and it's going to be in the record books that he had four Kentucky Derby entrants. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you like, you guys know better than me when you're doing the fantasy league, what does he have like 32 year olds that he's that, that it, like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, great. So we went four for 30. I mean, it, it's the same thing, right? And none of those runners were, ran well. Like you had known agenda, you had sainthood, you had uh Burbonic and you had dynamic one. I mean, like, do, does, do you get credit for that? I don't know. Like, do you get credit for going to the Super Bowl eight times and losing? I don't know. Like, I, I don't like, do, am I giving Todd Pletcher credit here? Like it's, it's kind of the same thing. Right. So I, to Vinny's point, I agree. Like, because it was Medina spirit and it wasn't one of the horses that people were touting all year. That I think that's probably why, like it would have been a cooler story if a Brad Cox was able to do it or someone who hasn't won or an Asmussen. But at the fact that it's Baffert, with a horse that no one would have ever given a chance to for that purchase price got there. I think that's a good point. I think it's a, like, that's what like Vinny was saying, the handy, like from the handicappers in us, it's like, but his life is good. You're like, golly, I mean, he's, he's a beast, like gate, gate to wire if he wants to, or even Conster, if he wins the Arkansas, you're like, yeah. But like you, you said it perfectly, like, then you get Medina, you're like, well, I, we can beat Medina on the front end. And so you, you when that happens the way it happened and i don't get me wrong you bet it play like i know samich so shout out to samich hit, hit the super effective for eighteen thousand dollars uh two dollars super with keen medina on top because he thought he was gonna you know be alone speed and he was and there's credit to that but i think from the handicapping side it's like gosh i mean what do i have to do because i y- y- you basically just in halterman you know this better than anybody because you handicap every single track every single day that you just have to weigh in the factors that maybe you have to weigh in 
Oh, 100%. Yeah, I mean, most tracks, that's where you start. Who's got the good stuff, right? <laughs> I mean, and that's that's just the fact of racing, and, that, and there's no way around it, and I'm not going to lie about it. So that's a big part of it. And uh, it's, to be very, very clear on this show right now to everybody listening, and thanks for tuning in, there was one reason why Medina Spirit was on my ticket. One, and it's Bob Baffert. That I don't think any other trainer i would have used that horse but you know what i don't think any other trainer would have gotten that horse to the kentucky derby i mean i i i've i've been a, i've i've watched enough horse races to know this is not an elite horse that just won the kentucky <laughs> Derby. this is a, this is an average horse right right no you're right and uh okay. well, then let me ask are you excited about the preakness guys because if you guys are like this like what do you do going forward like are you just waiting to see who sh- like is it just like i'm betting well, concert tour if he shows up brian i'm i'm excited for the first race at belmont tomorrow let alone the preakness so <laughs> but yeah i, am I just, excited for I just preakness. meant betting opportunity wise because like the general you know, public I, will i think i will probably well i can't say because we're gonna have to see what the pace looks like we're gonna see who enters yeah. you know that's a lot of it's it, but if Say there's some decent pace in there, and there's some there's a two or three nice horses. I'll try to beat him in the Preakness, absolutely. Because I listen, he's been beat several times in lower races than what he's going to be in, you know, in two weeks. So, yeah. well, it'll be interesting to see because obviously Concertura has been pointing to the Preakness. He works tomorrow. We'll see what <laughs> will will he put Concertura in there? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, another thing, uh, Ryan, and we talked about this all through the Triple Crown or uh, uh, the Kentucky Derby Trail, the prep uh, trail. He, Bob never, never left California with Medina Spirit, and it was kind of like, yeah, they don't think he's going to ship real well. He, he's not a big horse. We'll just keep him at home. Now he's going to run back in two weeks. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't bode well, right? That he's going to run that that well. No, I would say that that's definitely a concern. I think. I, I think going forward, that's what's going to be interesting to see, though, right? Like, because to me, the Preakness of these three races, the Derby is by far the Preakness. hardest to win. Preakness is the fairest race, though. 14 horses, yeah. shorter distance. There's there's really, you don't come out of the Preakness very often with like a, oh, we got wiped out at the start. Oh, da, da, da. Mm. like, it, we should know a lot. And if it falls apart, this could be one of those years where like, you're like, what kind of super was that? Medina's not in it even. Because what if he doesn't ship well? Or it could be one where you're like, well, of course Medina won it. Of course, he's going for the Triple Crown. They got Concertor out of there. I mean, it, I just wanted your guys' thoughts, but it sounds like you're both like, we're just going to have to wait and see who even shows up. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, well, I think right, if we're – if we, I guess we can get into this conversation. There are going to be there, – there should be more speed in there. If if we look at somebody I'm looking at, for example, I'm not going to say what website I'm looking at because I'm not trying to give anything away, but, like, what if Cattle River shows up there? Like, all of a sudden, like, to, to Jared's point uh, – to Aaron's point, excuse me, like, it's really tough to say if we would use Medina Spirit, but I would, at this point, if you said, is there going to be more or less pace? I'm pretty sure everyone would say there's going to be more speed entered into that race because this pretty much had zero. Well, so and you, to, to, just real quick, to your to uh, your point about that maybe they left him alone because he was 12 to 1, well, he's not going to be this time, right? He's going to have a target yeah. on his back. Well, and, and, and that's the thing about horse racing, right, Where or, or from a handicapper's perspective, you might like someone at X price, but you might not like them at Y price mm-hmm. because, and, and that's all about it. Right. Like to, to Ryan's question, what do you think of, what are we doing with the Preakness moving forward? If he's going to be five to two, I want nothing to do with him. Zero. I don't really care who's in the race because you have to look at this horse at this point. We'll call him an elite three-year-old for this crop, for this crop. Yeah. 
I don't want any – we don't look at any of these horses and say they're five to two favorites. And we thought that of essential quality, and he couldn't get it done. So if we thought of that of essential quality before, why would we want that of Medina Spirit, who just got romped in the Santa Anita Derby? Like, it's all about the price. So, yeah, we might like him because there's not a lot of speed. Would any of us take him at five to two? I highly doubt it. I really, really do. So there's going to be more pace, and he's going to be a really short price. So, or not really short, but he's probably going to be a favorite. So, yep, I think a lot of people are going to want to play against him, like a lot. So it'll be interesting to see. There has to be more pace. There has to be. They're re- like, we've had zero, and one of the pace horses in my book got the worst ride of all time. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, like, it was dreadful. It was just completely dreadful. Uh, I'd be curious uh, if they wheel him back. Well, look at just like. Yeah. Look at the uh the payouts here. The, the fifty cent try paid eight forty eight, uh, which is just insane because I'm kicking myself for not having mandaloon in my second spot. One thing I wanna add about while you're looking at the payouts, this was incredibly, incredibly hittable. Now yep. oh yeah, the, the, that that's what I think horse people that tune in for one day or the weekend will conclude the oaks as well. Oh, how are these prices X, Y, and Z? Um, I don't get these horses didn't make sense. No, they kind of did. And that that's the one thing that if you could walk away from this weekend as a if you're someone who follows it, I think that's really important. Because for example, if a horse I, I don't we could pick really anyone, if a horse like helium hit the super and you're like, holy crud, we never would have had helium. But you could look at this group, these four horses, and say, they all kind of made sense. And I think that's one takeaway that people who really follow it, like us, can at least leave with some solace and say, you know what, we, we could have gotten there. And yeah. maybe we did, maybe we didn't, but we could have gotten there. I think that's important for us moving forward as people that really follow this sport a lot. Yeah. I mean, really, the frustrating thing, you know, if you, for us, I mean, I got, I was there, I got there on the super, I got there on the try. I was, I mean, I was all over, you know, it's like, Yep. It's not hard. Medina, Mandaloon, and uh, Hot Rod, and the favorite. You know, such a quality. And that that super paid nine ninety four hundred dollars for yep. a dollar. I mean, it's not that wasn't hard to get to. It's just a matter of constructing that ticket. And you know, this from the example is we played two tickets in the in the wagering guide. One for a dollar. One for fifty cents. In the dollar guide, we went more favorite on top. And so we tried to use Mandaloon and some other big bigger prices in second and third spots in this in the second ticket the smaller ticket we went higher prices in the f- top spot and so we didn't use didn't feel like we needed to use mandaloon in that second spot to jack it up and put him in the third spot it's just it's stupid i mean and that goes both ways some people got lucky and hit it the other you know and then and had it so yep. um it's it's tough because when you have 19 horses you know you can't play them all and even though you like one or you don't like one. You, I mean, highly motivated for me was one that we had to use uh, just because I didn't want that horse to beat me. And there's, you know, everyone's got a horse like that. He didn't beat you. He didn't. <laughs> um, he didn't beat me. Uh, where, where'd your horse finish? Well, I didn't have one in oh, the race. That's right. yeah. um, and anyways, but no, highly motivated. He ran a pretty oh. good race. You could just tell it hit him. I mean, the amount of quarter was not, <laughs> not his thing. Um, any final thoughts on horses uh, that, you know, maybe – worth mentioning uh, as we move forward um i know they announced already the hot rod charlie will not be going to the preakness so just for everyone who's starting to look at that 
which seems which seems kind of surprising right i mean that quick i don't know i thought that was weird because you know we've been saying all along like he's gonna win the pregnancy like his dad yeah and then right as soon as the race is over they don't like that to me that felt weird i didn't get it no but it sounds like that was the plan going into the race unless he won the race i guess so um yeah that that seems weird but they have been very like they've been spacing his races uh, so I think Doug O'Neill's afraid. At least he had mentioned prior that he's afraid that he that kind of horse will bounce hmm. uh, in his next start if he doesn't give him time. So uh, we'll see. Uh, yeah, let's let's talk a little bit under like yeah. Vicky says Jackie's Warrior. Wow. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that race was. Yeah, my horse won, Jared. <laughs> yeah, just a <laughs> couple races earlier. Uh, he may still be highly motivated. Um, no, he was uh, he was awesome, right? That was a hell of a race. Oh, that was fantastic. Yeah, fantastic race. Um, he just laid it down. He said, come get me. You know, they, they, they couldn't. Dream Shake, I thought Dream Shake had him easy. And Jackie's Warrior just kept fighting, kept fighting. Awesome race. Yeah, and honestly, uh, the uh, the Baffert horse surprised me didn't win this one. And, of course, when we... And we bet him. Um, defunded ran huge. I thought from we so we like he was we like we were talking. I read wrote him like he was like he knew he was the winner the whole way. I mean, he just kind of weaved in and out, did his like he's like, oh my gosh, he's just gonna go right by this field. And obviously it was too much, but he seems like one that a better trip next time. Maybe that horse has a shot. Uh, but Jackie's warrior, that was uh that was that awesome to watch on TV. Oh yeah. That was that was unreal. That was unreal. Just they show him the fractions, and you're looking, and like they're not really getting near him. And it was like, yeah, like he's gonna like he's gonna stop, right? He's gonna stop, and then he gets the top of the stretch. Like, oh no, he's not stopping. <laughs> like, I think like 107 for the three quarter. It was like, oh wow. Let's let's talk about this race from another angle, and I, I want to bring this full circle because Jackie's Warrior was fantastic. Um, for the longest time in this sport, and you guys know, again, you guys know better than me because you're in the fantasy league. You're making claims, you're making drops, picking up horses I've never heard of. Um, prevalence. I don't know what I don't know what the shake was, Aaron. What was the shake? Probably like a five, six way shake for prevalence it's after the pre- debut. Prevalence was a nine way shake. A nine way shake, right? Yep. I don't know how long ago that was. It was probably right after the, was that on Pegasus day? Yep. That he, yeah. Okay. Yep. So that was Saturday. So I'm guessing you guys did it on January 27th, right? That Monday mm-hmm. or the yep. 28th, something like that. And it, isn't it funny, right? That everyone was in on that horse now and look at where he is. And my point, I want to bring it full circle. Everyone in horse racing and, and including myself, I did it today and I vowed I would never do it, but I did it. It's kind of like everyone wants to get on the next best thing to see if they're going to be the first one to it. We yeah. saw it last year with we knew like remember I remember we were on live stream we were watching Authentic in the Haskell and we were talking about it we we're like oh that wasn't good and he beat Doctor Post. Doctor Post comes back and wins today. Authentic yeah. is not so great. All of a sudden Medina Spirit runs consistent. Maybe he's proven to Ryan's point. He's proven time and time again. Maybe he's not great, but he's really really good. It's time for us as horse racing fans to not just jump off a horse when we don't see their best effort. And again, I did it today because I was all over Rocky World. I was like, this is the best hmm. horse forever. I was, I did it. I admit it. But it kind of seems like I'm learning through you guys with the fantasy that everyone is willing to dr- drop. Not li- literally. You guys are in a league. But right, it's maybe we just kind of need these horses to develop before we're so quick to make a judgment because prevalence. I remember like Ryan said, he stuck up nine figures. Everyone wanted that horse fingers. Mm-hmm. Everyone wanted that horse and he can't win up 
uh, middle of the road. Maybe Jackie Gordon's really good, but middle of the road, uh, three-year-old race. So I, I don't know. I think as a horse racing community, we kind of we may want to just cause you know pause for a little bit on some of these horses when we make decisions because it, it seems like it happens a lot where we watch a race they're great we're all on them and the race stinks and now we're off of them again and it seems like that rotates a lot so okay. well for the for the fantasy league though it's tough because it's like you know it's like either you claim like a horse like prevalence it's like okay well you either tried to claim him before he started or you have to claim him after the maiden winner you're not going to get him and if he ends up being good it works out. If not, it doesn't, you know, obviously it does that, but I mean, these three for the three-year-old schedule is so brutal on some of these horses. And I know like a lot of people get on it that these horses retire like, Oh, well, okay. Another three-year-old's retiring at the end of the year, but the three-year-old schedule is like the hardest of schedules because the prep, like all the races for like three-year-olds are all like set in stone at a certain point. So like, if you want to go two turns as a three-year-old in a stake, like, this is when you're running. Once they get, if they make it to four, it's like, okay, well, yeah, I'll run in this one this month and then I'll wait six weeks and I'll run in this one. But there's, there's so many stakes races for older horses. I mean, maybe not grade ones, but there's a lot of stakes races. Like uh, Dr. Post today in the Westchester, like he easily could have ran yesterday in the Ali Sheba. They decided to start him back in New York. Like three-year-olds don't have that luxury. So it's like, they're kind of, and that's why you see horses get better. A part of the reason we see horses get better with age, like Frosted. Now Frosted did okay as a three-year-old. As a four-year-old, he did great because they didn't have to run him once a month. It was like, okay, well, once every two months we'll run Frosted. And all of a sudden that schedule works better for him. So, I mean, I think they need, personally, I think they need to hit the reset button on prevalence because I think, I really think Godolphin got, got derby fever with it. He ran that great maiden race. He got derby fever. They tried to get him into the wood. He didn't run good in the wood. And they're like, well, he's still a derby. He's still a stakes horse. Let's throw him in the Pat Day mile. And it was like, like I used him today because if he freaked, he freaked. But, I mean, they did the same. Hidden Scroll was the same way. I mean, Hidden Scroll mm-hmm. hasn't been the horse. They tried the horse in so many stakes races, and it was he just hasn't been the same. It, it, that happens when you a horse doesn't win, and then you just lose his confidence. I, I remember Aaron and I did a live stream and, and we used prevalence. So we wanted to talk about prevalence. So we looked at each other afterwards and said, that horse was one, he was one to nine. And we looked at each other. We said, I don't think prevalence is all that good. Because <laughs> like, yeah. we said, even well, allowance he, race. Yep. Yeah. And he won by three lanes, but there was no indication that he was even that good on that day. So maybe like, I'm not going to sit here if I'm, the owner of a, any horse. Yeah, I want to be aggressive. Like, if I can get into the derby like Brooklyn Strong, I would I would want him there also. It's just, you, you're right. We I think the schedule is really tough, and people want to wait as long as they can to debut. You get a shining debut like that, and I don't want to say prevalence is ruined, but all of a sudden, you were on such a high, and now what's his next spot? An allowance optional claiming? Like, yeah. I, I, like seriously, and it's, it's kind of sad because this was a horse that everyone wanted to claim at the end of January and his next race might not be a stakes race. So he's not the only one that was just an example. Cause it was in this race, but um, um, let's uh, I, I just saw Craig Mikowski uh, tweeted out the time form us figures for the uh, seven stakes races today at uh, uh, Churchill. So I wanted to read those real quick. Uh, DeJore gets a one eleven, Gamine a one fourteen. So that is, 
20 points lower than her high, and she still wins today with the 114. But that's not a great number for her. That kind of confirms what we're saying. I don't think she ran that great. She still won. Uh, Flagstaff, 115. That's about what he usually runs. Blowout gets a 120. Medina Spirit gets a 122. Uh, his previous high was a 118, so he improves four points going a mile and a quarter today. Um you take that. I, I just that's baffling that this horse improved today. Uh, Jackie's Warrior gets a 124. Um, that's a very good time for number. Colonel Liam 124. Domestic spending 124. So uh, they rated uh, the, the the turf race uh, there, and then Jackie's Warrior has the highest uh, today. So, well, I mean that that it's a great segue because let's let's go right into that turf classic race because I mean obviously those two ran huge, but at the numbers it shows it um i mean holy shit that was just it was awesome i mean we were right we were right there on the finish line and and uh it just i mean you just you could feel it coming and you know colonel liam ran awesome and and that's expanding like was bottled up and then finally got i mean this it seemed like because we had the we had a, a huge exact in that race on those two and, and it went from like all right just get like the five, like just to get up there, get second, get it, get second. And you're like, Oh shit. Like win, win, you might, you might yeah, go win. <laughs> and I mean, that was, yeah. it was just this unbelievable race to be there and, and see. I mean, it was exhilarating watching that. I mean, it's probably one of the best races we've ever, you know, I have mm-hmm. uh, seen in person, uh, no doubt. And, and just to sit there and the longer that they kept showing the replay over and over and it was like, man, that might be a dead heat. Like and it, it, I, you couldn't believe it. Cause I mean, I don't know the, the stats on that, but it just seems like dead heats and grade ones is extremely rare company. Uh, but man, that was just unbelievable. Well, uh, it, it, you know, I think, I think two things, I think Colonel Liam in a weirdest way kind of proved that he is legit. And you might say, well, he's won huge races this year. He beat like the real turf horses today, like the big dogs that we have to offer in this country anyway. Uh, you know, it, it, it beat, I say he, he tied, that's one of them domestic spinning. But um, yeah, Colonel Liam really proved that he's he is top that that top class turf horse. And domestic spinning, I think, is getting ready to just have a monster season. I mean, a monster season. He Closed a lot of ground really quick. <laughs> that was he finally impressive. got go- like, on the wrong lead. On the wrong lead. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we were like, "Whoa, that was really good." He that- was just eating up the grass. Yeah, that was. Yeah, he was. That it was just that was just a really really exciting race. Like, and I, I listen. I I said it after, and I I I'll stick by it. The best uh, race I've seen in person ever was that one. Because of the the level of the race, the level of the talent, how f- excited we are going into the race, and then you get that. I mean, right. and had the it, hype it had was there. We, we even we mentioned it in the guide. I think even it's like this is this might be the race of the day. Forget the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, and it lived up to it. Not only did it live up to it, we still don't know who won. They tied. So you know, <laughs> it, that, that's what makes that that. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully we see him again, though. I mean, Ryan, what do you think of the race? Classic. There's nothing else you can say. Classic, classic race. And that's what racing is about, man. You guys are covering it. That was amazing. What did you guys think? Vinny? I, I thought it was, I mean, that was great. I mean, that's what I had keyed. I mean, for, for me personally, wagering wise, I keyed Colonel Liam with the one and the five on my wagers. <laughs> so it ended up, it ended up being really good because I played it both. I played it both ways. So I get the exact of multiple times, both ways. Yep. So that was great. But, uh, 
Yeah, I mean they were the they were the two that uh, I mean domestic spending had beaten them last year, and Colonel Liam has been on a roll this year. So it's I mean it, this possibly I mean they they possibly are the two top two top dogs in the turf division right now. So I, that was great. I mean you don't that's why turf racing is fun. You usually get close finishes like that. Yeah, and it, you do, but you, you always seem like there's always the the nostril that that gets in front. And this one, um, yeah, couldn't. I mean, it literally wasn't any closer. So, uh, <laughs> look at this one. <laughs> I hadn't seen the photo yet. Oh well, yeah, that's oh, they, uh, wow. yeah, yeah. That's one thing I can say. This horse, this this game has people that are the wealthiest on the planet, but yet it takes like 20 minutes to get a photo to decide who won a race always. Can't we get the technology where someone just brings out a ruler and goes, oh, well, it's a dead heat. It like <laughs> seems like 40 people must go, well, I don't know if that's a dead heat. It might be a Miller heat. I, it's like, I, I, when are we going to fix this? It takes forever for the photo to come up. Well, Ryan. which is crazy because it's like the, the, I feel like like the small tracks, it's like you watch like Sam Houston and there's a photo and like, they don't even show the replay and they already have the photo posted yeah. with an official. It's yeah. like these small tracks have it figured out. It's the big tracks that it's like, all right, well, let's look at this nine different times. Whereas like Sam Houston, it's like they crossed the wire and they have the results official before like they even, they haven't even finished announcing the order of finish yet. And they already have an official prices posted. Yeah. So, like, Preach. Yeah. It's just like, it is, it is crazy, but yeah, they, uh, the MVC feed, the guy like Randy Moss and whoever I forget who was on with them because I only watched I only watched two races on the MVC feed today, and they called the dead heat like right away, which I thought was super impressive. It was yeah, like the race finished and they were just like like I think that's a dead heat. And like oh yeah, it looks like a dead. It looks like it could be a dead heat. And I was like oh like I thought the five I thought domestic spending got him. Yeah, we all I, we did too yeah. watching it live when they you know at the track we were like yep. We, yep. we we just hit that you well we hit it but we hit it anyway but i was like yeah the five just won we're rooting for the five for the bigger price obviously and it was our top pick as well but yeah i mean we both thought domestic spending had it i know it, i mean it looked like i think you want to think that just because the way he was coming and then but just colonel liam pro i mean he he just he battled down um what about whitmore whitmore looked like the winner like that was a weird like we were we were like we were watching that we were in the press room for that one and it's just like here he comes here he comes I mean, that dude hung something fierce didn't he it looked like he was gonna go right on by and he what he yeah, finished well, third yeah or he, he didn't even get yeah he Wait, got third I, yeah I was gonna talk about domestic spending okay <laughs> what you domestic, got domestic spending is three lines better than everyone in that field if you give them two months that is my prediction when they hook up again because they will do so either at Belmont or Saratoga. This was the, you know what this was? Patrick Mahomes, you go play week one, but you're not allowed any off-season camp. You're not allowed any preseason games. You're not allowed to meet your coaches. Just show up week one. Everyone else, you guys can take your time, warm up, get get ready. April, May, meet your coaches, go through film. That's what this was. No no off-season, no nothing. Colonel Liam was in the form of his, is in the form of his life, and domestic spending just showed up with no races since last year and may, and literally made it a dead heat. Let's see these two run again if they're in form two, three months from now. I say it's probably two, three length difference. That's just my opinion. But yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, there's no true. doubt that if you want a, one of those going, I mean, it seems like he's, yeah. I mean, he seems like he's about ready to erupt, like, uh, like Halterman has said. Yeah. He's the uh, next big, he's the next big turf horse for Brown. No doubt in yeah. my mind. 
I kind of thought for half a second, I was like, smooth like, smooth like straight, gonna gonna take this field all the way. <laughs> Not in California. If there, if he was running against California horses, he you know he does run really well here at Churchill too. He when he shows up here, he usually does run run well, and he did here. I mean, my goodness, what did he get beat a length here? I mean, it was close. Yeah, he ran well. Yeah, this is this is the first time I've seen the replay of this. So yeah. that was why I actually keyed Colonel Leon. I thought domestic spending would probably like. I think he's going to be better once they go to like start going a mile and a quarter, mile and a half on the turf. And that was why I was like, all right, well, the uh, what was it to say, a mile and an eighth? Mm-hmm. I think, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, you know, like this is this yep. is probably about as far as Colonel Liam's really going to get. And I didn't think like I was like, well, he's going to just be chasing smooth like straight. If he gets one kick and passes him, he's gonna he's gonna be there. So that that was why I keyed him. Because, but yeah, I mean, domestic specs, I know like a lot of you, especially in the guide had domestic spending on top. And like, I was like, all right, like, yeah, I, 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 I agree with it, but I don't, I mean, the distance is just, yeah. This one is a monster. Oh yeah. When, when they stretch out, I mean, if they go a mile and a like, when he runs a mile and a half, he's gonna, he's gonna kill fields. It's gonna be great. This is the first time Jared and I have actually seen this on a, where we could actually Oh, it was impressive. Oh, yeah. He looked dead. Like, he he moved out and caught Colonel Liam in, like, a blink of an eye. And he's tucked in, and he's kind of in big traffic. He has to split horses, like, twice. Yeah, he's really tight between, like, digital age. His own stable mate about about knocks him out of the race. He still looks like, well, second. On the wrong lead. Oh, my God. If the the wire was an inch shorter (laughs) or an inch farther, he wins. Oh, it, was just where the, it was just where the wire comes up there that it was a dead heat. That, I, that's unreal. If, wow. if we talk about horses that I want back, I would not mind Digital Age back in, in a couple starts as well. I, I I don't think he's as good as those older ones. It takes them a, a race for sure. Yeah, he's well, a little and, bit older. So and, and that's the thing, right? Like we look at domestic spending and. I think he's clearly the best in this field. I could easily see Digital Age being the second in this group if these if the same horses were to run back at Saratoga or Belmont in a, in a few months' time. I I truly believe that. So obviously having Chad Brown doesn't hurt us, but I, I like these European horses. You know the, the breeding is different. Like to Vinny's point, they want to go 10, 11, 12 furlongs. Like this kind of seems. For you know the, the Pletcher, I don't know what Colonel Liam really does from here. Like this is it. I don't know if he can get any further, and, and he's going to run into that issue come down the line because the, all these horses can run better. Uh, or run I, longer, excuse me. I wouldn't be shocked that if Colonel Liam stays in form and he makes it all the, like and he makes it through the summer, if we see Colonel Liam run in races like the Four Star Dave or like the mm-hmm. Woodbine Mile, and he cuts him back to a mile. Um, because I mean, he did run his eyeballs out today, but I, I think a mile, a mile and an eighth seems to be, I mean, he hit the, he looked for a bit like he would, like when they hit the stretch, it looked like, okay, he's going to kick away and somebody's going to have to come catch him. I think the mile, the last, you know, last quarter, like little part of the eighth of a mile there really got to him. So I don't know how much farther Fletcher will try to stretch him out. Man, man, that's, that's awesome. That's, well, that's a hell of a race, I mean, guys. It lives like it was. It was amazing being there, watching it, and seeing it again yeah. uh, on the on the replay here. Just confirms that. I mean, that was just a 
you could watch that race 10 times, 100 times, and it would be good every time. I mean, yeah. that is just on, it's just what you want to show somebody <laughs> if you want to show them like a race. Oh, this last comment on uh, this last comment is there. I can't pull it up. <laughs> 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 oh, we're like we're like totally looking at totally something totally Wait, different. Guys. Hold on, Manny. Let me let me let me re okay. oh, let's funny. watch this one more time. <laughs> yeah. Oh that's, that's funny. Oh. Judy. Wait, we need to see we we get Judy the Booty back on the show. Oh sometime. I know. Judy the I missed Judy the Booty. Oh, that was that was a that was a, that was a great time. She that got a nice fun. booty too. That was uh she was a five star day that time. So um all right, what, five star booty. <laughs> uh the triple crown of booties oh okay nice anything else nope nope okay <laughs> final thoughts we gotta get off here yeah we're, i gotta uh, go we're, to bed. we're fading hard yep. it's been a long day a uh, lot day. of hey, by the way shout out to uh uh churchill downs because they were it was an open bar both days so oh um, it would exist down there i forgot <laughs> no it doesn't it does not it does not no um, it's, i heard i i thought on the signs it said masks optional it said no. mask mandatory but nobody wore them like nobody no one yeah nobody well, here's a key everyone has a dream so you know <laughs> no one's wearing a mask so can't wear yeah, a mask because... a drink. um yeah let me get a final thought so i can go to bed okay um He's gonna get ready for bed while you all do your yeah yeah because uh, Ricky will be a while so <laughs> so, we'll, so we'll um so uh, I'll I'll end it with this I, I after after yesterday I thought why don't we just go home I'm sick of this and I, it, it, it that's racing it this thing this sport is so volatile it brings you back and it knocks you down and then it brings you back again. It brought us back. It brought me back today. I was pumped, man. I, it, you know, sometimes you, you you handicap two cards and you use the same logic and ideas and principles. And one card you couldn't hit shit, and then the next card you're all over it. So thank God we were on the positive side today. So uh, always ha happy to leave uh, Churchill Downs on Derby Day. Uh, you know, with a good day. That's 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 the most important thing. Yeah, I mean, I felt it felt it. Feels good when you leave a track when you know when you got a little more than you came, you know, than yep. you, when you got there. So, yep. Um, yeah, it was. We we definitely rebound today, and hopefully, everyone that used the guide uh, was able to cash some tickets with us uh, uh, today. On especially on the later half of the card when we got really hot. Ricky, you, what do you got? What's your final wrap it up for us? I'm gonna give a shit. Forget Churchill Downs. I'm gonna give a shout out to Oaklawn Park for their final day of the meet. Um, they were going simulcast with Fox Sports 1, I believe, or Fox Sports 2. Um, I was introduced to the Trails End for the first time last <laughs> year. Um, I'm pretty sure some of the horses, was, too bad, keep me in mind, didn't feel like running at Oaklawn because he probably would have done well there. No, I, I, they had a great meet. Um, again, I, I, Ryan and I talked about this before. Just think about where you were a year ago if you keep that thought in your mind you're really going to appreciate this sport and what we have going on um and i even tweeted it out today i said if like the day is like a perfect example of why this sport is special um these days don't come around often they come around once in a yep. while so just enjoy them even if you're losing hopefully a manageable amount no one's losing rent money but 
just enjoy it. If you, and if you are like you guys, when you were at the track, I hope for my sake, who wasn't there, I hope you guys got to enjoy it for everyone because of, of the times we're in. So hopefully soon, hopefully soon we'll all be back with no restrictions. Ryan, I'm going to, I'm going to save you for last. Cause I'm, I'm guessing you got something building over there. Vinny, what do you got? Yeah, no, I, I mean, seeing all the fans there, I, it just, it gives me hope that hopefully Saratoga will be some sort of normalcy this year. I, I miss going to the track. I haven't been to a live race since the Haskell last year, and there was only like 500 people there. So, I mean, that was there was nobody there. So, I mean, like, I, I definitely, I definitely miss being at the track, and I am hoping that, I'm hoping that the sum, the rest of this like early summer goes smoothly, and that Saratoga can at least be something like 50 percent when it opens. So, right. Yeah. Too. I think I think the biggest takeaway is if you did have a bad day, there is no way your day was as bad as Mattress Max was. <laughs> <laughs> no one lost that much. <laughs> you did lose two point whatever million. So whatever your day is, <laughs> that was you, know, you could be Mattress Max today. Did you see them breaking that down on NBC? I mean, you guys yeah. didn't see it because you were there. They were breaking it down how much money was actually like him and like Rock Your World probably would have been like either close to the favor or they would have been the same odds if Mattress Mac didn't put to have that money in the pool. That's that's amazing. I also that's amazing. One quick, guy. Quick shout out to NBC. Their coverage seems to get better and better every year. They really give we talk about it all the time, right? It's like these big events, it's a wide variety. For us, we kind of just want to know how they look in the paddock, X, Y, and Z. It was a, it was a completely fantastic coverage, and for people that weren't there, I, I think they did um, a really good job as well. They really made it entertaining if you didn't know what was going on. So um, it's it's nice that they did a really good job for everyone. A lot of people were intrigued. It seemed like more than normal people that usually aren't horse racing fans. That's kind of the general consensus I got this year. So good, that is good. Well, Ryan, when we when next year when we find out that uh, the, that uh, the Kentucky Derby is presented by Run Happy, we'll know really what that two million <laughs> was, was all about. <laughs> so maybe it was a, big, a good deal for him. <laughs> hey, shout out to David Cohen too. That was a good ride, but on keep it keep me in mind. So shout out David Cohen. <laughs> I, for, for everyone listening, that I think the question we all want to know is how many beds are there in that room of yours? Is it one or are there two beds? There's two. Okay. Yeah. I no, think we're good. We, okay. I, we're good. Yeah. We, we, I think that anyway. still cleared that up. Uh, all right, guys. <laughs> one's for the Tinder girls, one's for Aaron. So yep. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice, nice. I'm I'm tired. Thank you everybody for uh following along with us all weekend, of course. Uh, you know, coming to the side, checking the content. Uh, Vinny did some of the recaps for us today, so thank you, Vinny. Oh, by the way. Oh, yeah, special announcement. Special announcement. Magic is a dad. He's oh, a dad. Yes. So, yeah, so that's if you, if you didn't see much of Magic uh, today on social media and why he's not here right now, well, he's got a little one he's trying to take care of for the first day it's ever. officially so. a first Saturday of May derby baby. Oh, and love one out today. Love always wins uh, with uh, um, Curtis Cody and uh, Megan Devine oh. engaged today in the oh, winner's circle. Man. Love always wins. <laughs> You're supposed all to leave with that. I oh, forgot. It's a, you know, oh. you know, 
Also, we didn't do, you guys didn't do a live stream during the day today. Silvermaker finished second today at Fonner Park. Oh, so just wow. letting, like the Silvermaker tracker out there. No, he's still undefeated <laughs> on live streams. <laughs> that is, yeah, that's well, yeah, of course. Yes, yeah. Man, I wish we would have done it. He would have won. Mm. I didn't know that he was running, though. I forgot to watch him. Damn it. Yeah, I didn't know. Um, yeah, and I, I think he did name uh, his son Medina, actually. Medina. I thought he named him Silvermaker. Oh. <laughs> it's Medina Silvermaker. I thought it was Prime Factor. I mean, he traded he <laughs> traded enough to get him. <laughs> God, he was awful today too, wasn't he? Jeez, that horse just—he sucks. He sucks something fierce. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, all right, everybody. Guys. Thanks for uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for following us all the weekend. We'll be back, of course, next week with all our official recaps of the Derby. And of course, take a breath and be looking at the Preakness. Uh, you know, we'll be heading back uh, tomorrow, right? To what? Home. Yes, home. Yes, I thought you meant to the track. It's like, we're going back? No. no. They're, not open. They're not open, so you're not going. No, uh, we're, no we're, we're going to the, we're going we're to go shopping. Get, we're going to go shopping tomorrow, everyone. Gotta get some, so. gotta get some stuff for my, my kids, so. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, we'll be back next week, and uh, thanks everybody for tuning in. I'm Jared Welch. He's Aaron Halterman. He's Ricky. He's Brian, and he's Vinny. Good luck this weekend. Go David Cohen. <laughs> RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. <laughs>